You must be separated for one year before divorce is granted. But if you sleep with him in that year, it will start over. You will get child support. You will get your inheritance money back. You can also put in your divorce that he planned all of this and had all intentions to trick you to move. You ever written that all of that is wrong? (laughs) Every word of that is wrong. Welcome to the Exit Strategy. You're no bullshit guide to divorce with the experienced attorneys from New Direction Family Law. Unfiltered discussions to help you move from victim to victorious and from bitter to better. Hi everyone, it's Elizabeth Stevenson, family law attorney with New Direction Family Law. And my, my sidekick, Jen Bordeaux, not attorney with New Direction Family Law, but all things marketing and beyond. Yes, yeah, so Jen is here today because my law partner, Sarah Jane Hink, is under the Old weather attack. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is combining illness, mom life, and trial, trial prep. prep so. so we're going to we give her a break today. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But How- I think we have something really fun and interesting today. Yeah, so, you know, Facebook started a while ago. <laughs> and it had a lot of good attributes to it. I remember when you had to be affiliated with a university whenever oh, yeah, it first right, came out. Right. Now the whole world and... Spammers can be on there and have accounts too, and it it helps you stay connected. But it also permeates some bad, bad stuff. Bad, out bad advice. <laughs> and uh, what we see a lot in the different groups you can be in, folks asking folks asking questions about family law issues. And you know what? It turns out that Facebook apparently has a lot of attorneys. They do uh, magically. <laughs> I guess they get their JD from Google. Facebook. Yeah, or or Google. And so we thought that we would share some real examples that we have come across. And we've had some team members in the office that have been screenshotting me stuff as they see it as well. Just to address, because whether what you're saying or the advice you're sharing is correct or not, Elizabeth, I'll ask you, being the attorney (laughs) in the room, should you be giving legal advice if you're not an attorney? Well, I would say no. And sometimes attorneys should not be giving legal advice on forms such as this. And this is not to make fun of anybody who's at these are. They're the legitimate questions that people have about separation and divorce, custody, and all of that. But just because this happened with your friend or your sister or whoever doesn't mean that the same thing's going to happen for you or fall the same way or you're going to get the same judge or the law applies to you in the same way. And you can lose a lot of rights by doing certain things or certain things that we cannot go back and undo. And so I, I honestly don't know how if you, if somebody writes a question and somebody answers, I just cringe sometimes and, and pray that they are not taking this advice because it is bad advice. Yeah. And there's, and, and I will say we were not, we're not going to say any names associated <laughs> with this. We, I've paraphrased actually a lot of what these questions are. And like Elizabeth, Elizabeth said, they are very important questions that are important to ask and to find out. <clears throat> but, and some folks do chime in to say, please speak with an attorney Attorney. or this was my situation, but you really need to speak to with an attorney. And I praise those people. Thank you so much. Right. Because I will read these responses and I just start boiling inside and we'll just say, you know, I in the years of working in family law, I'm not an attorney. But one of the biggest things I've learned is everybody's situation is unique and some of the smallest differences can make the biggest difference. In in an initial consultation, there are attorneys who do them for free, who do them for a flat fee like we do. It's an hour, hour and a half of your time for I'd say not a lot of money, but it's probably a lot of money to some people, but it could save you so much time and money in the long run that it's, you got to think of it as an investment in your future and your children's future if children are involved. And and the confidence of knowing, equipping you with the tools. I say to so many people, you know, the, the 
there's no pressure during an initial consultation mm-hmm. with an attorney to hire us. It doesn't mean that mm-hmm. we are engaged as your attorney of record, but also doesn't mean that you absolutely have to separate. Like you're just putting more tools in your tool bag to help you make the right. best decision for you and your family moving forward. So, I mean, our what's our philosophy? Education is power. Absolutely. The more you know, the, the better you're going to be. Yeah, absolutely. So I got a question about the initial consultation. Sure. Yep. Does that mean that the you guys are what you say and what you share cannot be shared? Is that attorney-client privilege? There is attorney-client privilege on there. And if you if I meet with you and your spouse cause, then we're conflicted out that we can't meet with them. And we can't, we never tell anyone you've come by, nothing. Mm-mm. Oh, is that, nope. why, is that why I see on like TV shows that some people go around and talk to every Absolutely. lawyer? Absolutely. Yes. It's like, that's a plot point. Well, yeah. and that, that is happened. a thing. It We've had happen. folks call us and say, well, the case is located in Johnston County, but I need a Raleigh attorney because my spouse has met with so many attorneys in Johnston County, right. which is, you know, smaller county. Right. So, Joe, I thought you were going to say, oh, is that why I've called all these firms and they can't? <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> no one will talk to me. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> and we, you know, and, and we do have to run a conflict check with right. every single person that calls in interested in services. And we do. And we also, if someone has met with us, we can't confirm that to the other person. So if, a, if we, if a conflict check, and I don't feel like I'm showing anything under the hood yeah. here, but. If we do speak with someone and we do determine there is a conflict, and there can be a conflict for more than one reason, we are we just say, you know, I'm sorry, we can't assist you right. with your case right now, but we're happy to refer you to another family law attorney. Some people read between the lines. Some people push and want an exact answer, in which case we turn into robots and just repeat the same thing over and over and over again with different inflections in our voice because we're not going to tiptoe that ethical That's line right. by any means. All right. So let's jump into it, Jenny. Yes, absolutely. So this first one is... Brings in some immigration issues as well, which we do not practice law no. in that capacity. Also, that would be different. But <laughs> you know, started reaching out with, "Hi, this would be long, long, so bear with me." I didn't. I'm not reading the whole thing. Uh, Mom of a six year old. I've been in a rough marriage for the past four years, hoping and pushing through and praying things will get better. But I've finally had enough and decided I need to separate ASAP. Being on a dependent visa, I couldn't work for the first few years when I moved to the U.S. And when I finally got work authorization, my child was still very small. So I decided to wait until school starts. I have a green card now so I can work for anyone and don't need any sponsorship. And this is where I'm paraphrasing because it was a pretty lengthy post. But this particular person went on to talk about, you know, how this was a very verbally abusive relationship and narcissistic, hopefully truest sense sometimes that word gets thrown around but living with a narcissistic spouse not knowing anything about her spouse's finances which we see so many times on both sides suffering mentally and emotionally and asking for help finding a job first and foremost and giving her background and then asking for family lawyer recommendations and there were several responses very positive uplifting and that's another piece too is that you never know who's responding and who's saying what and what their emotional intelligence is or or what they're going through personally Two. Yeah. But I um, love the response. Yeah. This one response <laughs> just right away caught my attention because the first line is lawyers are largely <laughs> worthless. <laughs> get a private detective, not a lawyer. Research the private detective before you get them. Like heavily. Ask the police who they recommend. Now, Elizabeth, <laughs> if I came into you as a consultation, I was like, well, I called the police to recommend who, who I should work with. <laughs> what do you think that police officer response is going to be? I don't know. Probably not very helpful, but I. Hey, I have nothing against private detectives. Absolutely, they can be very helpful, but private detectives are not attorneys. They are not family law attorneys. They are not licensed. They are not, they do not know the statutes. 
but they can help you in in your case for sure. So that part of the advice is not is not right. Bad. And we've had a private investigator on here before to talk about different things. Right. Very, and we, very helpful. we have great relationships with them. They can be really, really helpful. Yeah. So, she didn't she didn't leave that comment, did she? That wasn't her. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I should go back and show it to her. <laughs> um, um, let's see. Have the PI check out the lawyer that you ultimately well, that's use. Fair. I don't have with that. Two, that was the first part of the response. Their second part was, this is going to be the year you grocery shop a lot and make your husband fall in love with you. The sad thing is he'll be a different person when you leave him and make him lots of his favorite dishes. He, <laughs> um, be a different person... Let's see. He wants you. To, he wants to think you're dumb. Let him never argue. Be so dumb. You're right. I'm the dumb girl. What would you like for dinner, baby boo? So I'm just like, where's this person at? What's going on in their life? Oh my goodness. I'm just not even going to read all well, of that. I will but. say this is good. This is not bad advice. Go to the grocery store, especially if there's some financial abuse or you're not working. Go to the grocery store almost every day and get cash back from his account. And I will say that's something we do tell people: is open your own bank account. Stash it. I don't care if it's five dollars here, ten dollars here. It can it can add up. So you can sort of parse some things out of here, but it open new accounts and get it all. The advantages and points and flyers and hotels. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with that, but that's not law. No, that's not telling you what you can do if you leave, what your consequences may be. So please, please, please be careful when you read these things. Yeah, and. And, you know, and this one was still paraphrased, too. But my my biggest red flag here was all those things you're, you know, saying to the fact that that could be, but it also could be, you know, situation specific. So if a person is in an emotional state where they're looking for help for these answers and they take this, you know, word for word, who knows how the spouse might react? Like, is there is it has it just been verbal abuse? Is there physical abuse, too? What are those risk factors? Right. And what if he finds out, oh, you're taking wait, here's a grocery bill. And where's the twenty dollars? That could put you in in safety situation mm-hmm. may not think that way but it could you know yeah. in some ways you know and just looking for other avenues if you are if your finances if you don't know anything about his finances you know but do you have access you know finding right. out your rights to, to the money right. that's in bank right. accounts and your access to all of those so that was a big piece about that one like i love the support <laughs> of the response <laughs> but you know you got to think about what your situation is and not all of that is correct yeah yeah <laughs> definitely mm-hmm. So that was the first one. Anything else to add to that, Joe? Anything over there? <laughs> I, just, I, I can't wrap my mind around how I just, it's not it's not my marriage. Like how people can be so controlling with money that you got to sneak money. Like it's just it should just uh, be your money. You know, that, well, that's what you would hope. But that's not the way most marriages. Yeah, that's it's sad work. And especially in a domestic violence situation, that does not. That's very much a form of abuse and control. Yeah. People know how to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And some, sometimes you can see it in, in different cultures as well. And you can it see this. This out. is a different culture. She's got a green card. She's a very precarious situation at some point. Yeah. But. And thankfully, she had gotten to the point of, you know, being where she could work here right. and wasn't dependent on that status with her spouse to be able to Correct. to get employment and be able to stand on her own two feet. Correct. So I do love that part of her comment of wanting to take control right. of that right. piece. I do too. <laughs> Okay, next we're moving on to a, a prenup postnup situation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it says, boom, he gave me an ultimatum today to sign a prenup. I left my job to take our child a couple, take care of our child a couple months ago and to take, and I take care of the house. I clean every week, bring him coffee every morning, cut the lawn, make him lunch and dinner, do laundry and take care of our child. I have my own thoughts about that, but I'll leave that for a <laughs> Facebook response, I guess. <laughs> Housewife stuff, but I enjoy it because I love him and taking care of our house. I don't know if I'm going crazy or if this is complete manip- manipulative or if all of it is trauma of his upbringing and his dad being 
shifty, vengeful person and trying to protect himself. I want to keep my family together, but something feels so wrong in my gut about signing a post-nup. Our a counselor recommends, this is the part, our counselor mm-hmm. recommends against a prenup or post-nup in a relationship as you're setting the relationship up to fail. So I think that's and I've actually talked to my therapist about this and other folks that we you know that we refer to about this line and who knows maybe what the therapist actually said and how the person this person interpreted it but every therapist immediately was like that's outside of their scope of practice they you know need to refer to an attorney to talk about you know what a prenup postnup is but to say that you're dooming your relationship is a personal opinion correct and not necessarily true and. I'm not quite sure what the, I don't know if it's a prenup or postnup. So prenup is you sign an agreement about who's going to do what and finances prior to getting married. So I'm not sure if these people are married or not, or they've been married. Then a postnup is you can make contracts about finances when you're married. So I'm not quite sure what this is, but then the response is, this, this one is hard. Do not leave the house unless it's a safety risk. Leaving the house and NC is considered abandonment. And you will get nothing without a major fight from a good attorney. But I would say first. (laughs) One, do not leave, but not for that reason necessarily. People always talk about abandonment, but abandonment really means nothing anymore. It has to to do with maybe alimony. But as we've talked about before, if you leave the house, you don't have a right to come back. So there's a kernel of truth in there, but not necessarily for sure. And then we're talking about start moving sentimental items again grocery shop take the money which has nothing to do with the question mm-hmm. that they're asking it's like the person who's answering is in either in the throes of getting separated got in a bad separation and so this is what i did so you do this and again yep. please don't take that advice yeah that, in that manner is what yeah. i can say and then the next response is i'm confused what does a postnup say also not sure but i thought i heard prenuptial and postnuptial <laughs> agreements are no longer valid in north carolina but either way, I would not have more children with him and I would not sign shit. Okay, so well, no, that's not bad. <laughs> but, but that is not true. You can have post-ups and prenups in North Carolina. There's some rules around them, yes. But yes, they are valid contracts between people. Yeah, which, you know, and I think some other people chimed in to say, no, I'm pretty sure that they are valid in North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. But again, not that's an attorney, exactly. like, how are you going to know? Yeah, right, so right. there's 100% false information that was given there. So just, <laughs> yeah. Bad advice. But, but, is, it, is it another way to think about it? Like, what's the harm in talking about a post? You don't have to sign it. Like, what what could, it, what no, could possibly to, go wrong? Well, I think a lot of people have that same, same thought that the counselor had. Well, if you talk about that means you're setting yourself up for divorce. No, you're just setting yourself up in the event something right. happens. Mm-hmm. It's not going to tear your family apart and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's just, you yeah, know, yeah. It's, I, yeah. it's like I could see framing it up as like trying to make sure the other person is taken care of if something goes wrong. Wrong, right. Or or getting a booster shot or a virus, you know, whatever. Yeah, or even if maybe the relationship is maybe a little rocky and you guys aren't really ready to go down the separation route, but you're at least communicating on the level that you can maybe discuss this and put this in place right. so that if it does get there, you're not so hell-bent emotionally hell-fired Right, and it can be other. beneficial to both parties if, Absolutely. if you do it right. Absolutely. I, I think that's also a misnomer in that prenups only, or prenups or postnups are only benefiting one person. Like, mm-hmm. if if, they're, if your spouse right. is bringing this to you, then they're trying to get something over on you. And right, now that not, may be, but not necessarily true. 
Correct. Yeah. So I take it to an attorney. Right. But <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to sign it, though. That's my point, right? Like, if you go through the process and it's exactly. terrible for you, you could be like, no, this is terrible for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not signing it, you know? And then they say, yeah. okay, well, we're not getting married. Well, then that's not a free will contract, you know, at that exactly. point. And it may not be valid anyway. Is but. there... Because with that, we've had some folks that'll call us and on a Wednesday and they're getting married on Saturday and they've been given a prenup to sign, you know, in that time span. Is there a specific time frame that has to be allowed before signing a prenup? No, I mean, there's case all is like really short on the on the time frame. You just have to show that you that you weren't coerced in any way, that it's not so lopsided, that it's unethical or against public policy, that you read it. You know, you don't have to have an attorney that you did it of your free will and you understood the terms. And if you can show all that, then then it's a valid con. It's a contract. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. So. I think they're a great idea, but I again, do. I work in family hey, law. So. I, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> Hey y'all, it's Jen with New Direction Family Law. And if you've ever been through a divorce, you may have guessed or found out that determining who gets what property can be one of the most complicated and confusing issues of divorce. It is so important that you're represented by an experienced family law attorney who knows marital property law and will advocate for your best interest. New Direction Family Law has over 30 years experience protecting the rights of our clients and their assets. We aggressively advocate, we support, and we absolutely educate our clients to achieve the best possible outcomes. So give us a call today to schedule an initial consultation at 919-719-3470, or you can reach us at our website at newdirectionfamilylaw.com. We've got your assets covered. Okay, here we go. This one, oof. And, and Elizabeth will obviously speak to the gravity of this one more, but somebody reached out and said, can anyone explain to me what an order to show cause is? I have a child support court today. I had child support court today and it came out that my ex went to file one on Monday, but I had no idea what it is. And the responses here, Elizabeth, I more show put these here for you, but one particular person had obviously had experience with this as a, you know, mm-hmm. the plaintiff in mm-hmm. it and for years and went on to try to describe the difference between the two and then kind of got into a little a debate back and forth about what they were and jail time and things like this. And so I put this here if you can see it, but I think the overriding thing is, is that going back to what I said earlier, if some of what you're saying is true, there's also some larger penalties and rights here as far as like jail time and getting arrested and potentially and what some of these are. And I think one outright was just talking about um, an order for contempt is a motion to appear and show cause. I just looked it up on my own to confirm. <laughs> Elizabeth, can you confirm or deny that the order for contempt is a, is a motion? <laughs> yes, it is. We call it a motion for contempt. We Generally, it's called a motion to show cause. And then if the, the judge reads it, nobody else is there. If he thinks there's enough of allegations that you violated the order, they'll, they'll sign and enter an order to show cause. And it order orders you to come and show cause why you should not be held in contempt. That's why it's called a show cause. And there, I'm not going to get into the details of. They're civil and criminal, but even if it's civil, you can go to jail. So if you are served, you have to be served. You can't just be mailed to. You have to be served. But if you are served, you need to show up because if you don't, they can issue an order for your arrest and they will come and get you. And you need to, I would say. Very actually, 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 actually go talk to an attorney. To attorney, you may be able to talk to legal aid if you can't afford one. But there's very big consequences with contempt and show causes. So don't just show up at court and 
think that things are going to go your way because, oh, I couldn't pay my child support because I don't have a job. The court might say, sir, you can go get a job and I'm going to throw you in jail until you purge yourself of the $3,000 you're owing child support. So just be careful. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think even the semantics here, because this particular response says the order for contempt is a motion to appear and show cause. And technically, a motion and an order are two separate things. documents. Yeah. A motion is something that an attorney files or a pro se files. An order is something that only a judge, the judge signs and it orders you to come to court. So it's yeah. very serious at that point. Yeah, so difference, definitely, I know it sounds like nuanced little things, but they're two completely different documents. <laughs> so obviously important to 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 get that squared away with your attorney and find yeah, out. Yeah, but I mean, the best advice I can give you is don't ask questions, I mean, you can, but don't put questions like they're out there on, on forums like this because you're, you're more than likely not going to get good advice. Just pick up the phone and call an attorney, family law attorney. And ask them, you know, if you can have a consultation and find out what your rights and options are. Or start with Wikipedia when you want to know the definition <laughs> for something. Don't go to Facebook. <laughs> well, I mean, and even another person, you know, with their response, paraphrasing it, you know, it says if a judge grants that order, then you or your attorney had ten have 10 days to comply no, with that, that that's order. Absolutely that's absolutely not true. That's not a standard. That's for all these situations. No, that would be like an emergency. And then the remedy for civil court is fines only. That's absolutely not true. Absolutely not true. You can go to jail even if it is civil contempt. So I just don't do it. I feel like going on Facebook and asking legal questions is like going on WebMD when you feel like a stuffy nose. Yeah. Like, well, the answer is always going to be terrible. <laughs> right, but then you go to WebMD, and then you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. you went in for a stuffy nose, and now you've got cancer. Like, <laughs> absolutely, you go down the rabbit hole, so, but yes. Yeah, absolutely. I do love this one person, though, at the end of their comment said when they were trying their, to put out their, their explanation of contempt, and the last sentence was, we might very well see Trump thrown in contempt, of course. But I like this. The judge could do just about anything for contempt. That is a true statement. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely true. And we, you know, there is a, one of our most recent podcast episodes with you and Sarah discussed, you know, what you can do if somebody's not following a separation right. agreement, which is a different document than a Correct. court order. And you guys went into way more detail about contempt and not following an order. And on both sides of that, if you're the person that hasn't been following it or the person that's pursuing the motion to show. Yep. I guess what a little bit of knowledge can be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And some people think they have way more than they do. <clears throat> Okay, next one is related to um, custody and kind of some relocation stuff. Let's see, I'm trying to file for legal custody of my children. My ex and I have joint custody of the children. We have been out of the town slash country for the past three months and more than two months in a row last year alone. I am the primary caretaker, yet he has control over giving consent when we want to travel, and usually that depends on his mood. I don't want to have to deal with this until the children are 18, Get in line. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I want legal custody so I can be able to do things like renew passports or make an emergency medical decision when he can't be reached. My question is, is there such a process? And if so, what does that look like? So I have a few responses. The first one, legal aid is freed and will help greatly. You just need to take him to court and show why you deserve full custody. Um, so I don't know if you know all the parameters around legal aid, but just sending them for custody because I've largely gotten feedback that unless it's involved Vol with emergency violence, and violence, right? Yeah, they're not more than likely not going to help you. And you don't just take him to court and show why you <laughs> custody. <laughs> and this is what this one, um, let's see. Somebody has an idea. I mean, I will say that we're sort of pro, we're not pro father, but very much they start with the premise a lot of times with 50 
50 custody. But then mm-hmm. the other step is, is that in the best interest of the child? So it's not a given, but it's as far as I say, and then it takes the parent has to be absent for six months, no contact other than NC. You can try to get 100% custody when it comes to that decision. But again, a six month law might come into play. What is the six month there law they're speaking of? I don't know, but that is really, really bad advice. And these are your children that you're talking about, again. On Facebook. On Facebook. <laughs> now, and kids I, don't go on Facebook. Yeah, I mean, I understand that you're hurting and you have questions, but it's sort of like, this is, this will probably get me in trouble, but when you're on some of the groups with parents and they have a child that has like something on their face or a bite or so, what is this? It's like, <laughs> do a child with a pediatrician, do not put it out on Facebook and yeah. ask, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> It's sort of like that same mindset to me. Yeah, it's, you know, and I think that, and you guys have talked about, we've had Chris on here from our firm talking right. about our boobs versus right. dude boobs. episode that right. I highly recommend for a good laugh as well. You know, you mentioned it's a 50-50 state and very pro-father. So to me, those are a bit, they don't, don't line up. up. They exactly. kind of butt heads there to say 50-50. Why would you, I mean, if it's, like you said, if it is in the best interest of the kids, why would you not want both parents to be involved? So that doesn't really seem to line up there. <laughs> Uh, But yeah, this one, really in most divorces, cheating doesn't matter. North Carolina is a no-fault state. Only way it does is if it causes harm to the children. Does cheating come into play in any other areas of family law? Well, I mean, unless you're out at three o'clock in the morning and leaving your children alone, going out and screwing somebody else, it's not a custody issue. (laughs) I mean, it's not going to matter. You got to show some nexus to the child. And he, there, th- this person is absolutely correct. We are a no-fault state when it comes to divorce, getting divorced so that you can remarry someone else. Cheating has nothing to do with that. Doesn't matter how bad it was, you're still going to get your divorce. And then ha- even if you harm the children, you're still going to get your divorce. The only, or, or maybe let me rephrase this so that I'm not misrepresenting it's non-attorney. <laughs> is there any other claim in family law where cheating can't come into play. Yeah, for alimony, I mean, if it's if you can show that you committed adultery or had sexual relations with someone, <laughs> sounds like Bill Clinton. Sorry, sorry <laughs> about that. I've had sexual relations with <laughs> someone. Um, then, then you will pay alimony if you're a supporting spouse. You can't get out of it if you're a supporting spouse. So yes, yeah, so it's very important in alimony. And then we have this archaic alienation of affection law where you can go and sue the the paramour, but. And they're, the paramour is the, also a good way to get your house too. Has nothing to do with your house. Yeah, well, th- this particular response was: if you can prove he's cheating, you can sue the third party for alienation of affection, which the third party is the paramour term that right. Elizabeth just used. It could be a way to get your house too. So, and correct me if I'm wrong, but for alienation of affection, it's not just the cheating aspect that that you show for alienation of affection. No, you got to show that that person that you had a loving and kind, you had a loving marriage. This person came in and destroyed that love, and they just, and then you can sue them for that because you, they've, you've lost your marriage because of this person. And that is not an easy thing to shoot. I know that when you find out that someone is cheating, you don't, you want to blame that other third party. Mm-hmm. And, but a lot of times, if once people step back and they understand that this, this person is not the bad person per se. Mm-hmm. It takes two to tango, and, and both people hold responsibility in that. And so that's kind of why one alienation infection treats spouses like property. property. Yeah, like, You're mine. You know, you, you came in and soiled this, and now I'm going to sue you for this money. I think it's just really ridiculous. And I think there's a misrepresentation at face value when people learn about 
alienation of affection or they hear comments like this. Right. And that they automatically just think that that's what that's for, is that if your spouse is cheating, you can go sue somebody else for it. Right. Uh, but I think then we've had several folks come in for consultations with that idea in mind. But once they find out what you do have to prove right. and what all of that looks like and the headache around it and everything that's going to have to come to light. Right. Trying to prove that. A lot of times, I mean, I guess we've seen Chris do a jury trial yeah. for him. But. I mean, you know, I mean, there's criminal conversation where all you have to prove is that they had sex. I mean, that's that's easy. So that's that's sort of a slam dunk if you've got the the evidence for that. But, but I'd imagine way. it's so hard to prove that if it was not for that person that your relationship would be loving and happy because we've had one of our very first podcast episodes we had a therapist on talking about why people cheat Cheat, right and if you take a step back and you look at the the marriage you know there's another she was like it's generally never just to cheat to cheat there's another reason that that person has then gone on to cheat to fill some other void Void. whether it's substance use financial issues gambling like whatever it is right whatever it is exactly Um, and so it seems like that's a bigger relationship issue not the third party (laughs) and this one i love it's like if you choose to stay it's this person asks about moving out. She says, if you choose to stay in NC, I don't think he can legally take the kids to another state without your consent. You can, but you can get them back. But yes, but there's more to this. Like, they have a little <coughs> bit of it right, but need a little bit more. Yeah, and th- this particular comment was talking about they were supposed to move to a different state and they were closing on a new house in a few days. And now the husband has expressed that he wants a divorce, which poorly timed, sir, but I feel like maybe you were having those thoughts before you decided to buy a new house in a new state. And then the wife's job and the kids were established in North Carolina and she wanted to stay here. He's a good dad, which is good for her to admit because a lot of people have a hard time admitting that. I don't want to keep the kids from him, but I want to stay in NC. And she would more than likely be able to do that, you know, or if she feels like he's leaving and going to take the kids, she could get an emergency custody order. There are all sorts of ways to do this. So if he did get up and pick up the kids and go... That's a big issue and you can get those kids back because clearly you know where he's going because you're closing on the house. But, but if there's nothing in place, there's nothing stopping him. Nothing. From he's a pa- he's the, the parent. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a court order. Then, yeah, absolutely. You can get an order for arrest and get him back. Yeah. The second part of this came down to the property in the same scenario. Was, she said, I commingled my inheritance money for a down payment for the, the new house that they were about to close on in the other state. And we both used retirement accounts, but mine was a larger portion. And somebody responded back with, you must be separated for one year before divorce is granted. But if you sleep with him in that year, it will start over. You will get child support. You will get your inheritance money back. You can also put in your divorce that he planned all of this and had all intentions to trick you to move. You ever written that that all of that is wrong? (laughs) Every word of that is wrong. That's all like I have sometimes people just start typing like when you start a sentence and you don't know where it's gonna go and it's like well i'll finish it yeah we'll just throw this together <laughs> that makes no sense whatsoever i'm mean, sorry i don't have to laugh i know she that is a complicated scenario i'm just telling you nobody can this is a really truly it depends yep. there is no right or wrong answer on this it could go a lot of ways so, so i hope that person did not take that advice I, I i hope not as well you will get child support what is oh, what is what exactly does commingled mean? I mean, like, like if when, you like, if I got an inheritance, that's my separate money. Even if I got it during the marriage, gotcha. And then if I use my separate money and we went to buy a house and you're on the deed, I've commingled my separate property with marital property. Gotcha. Which then it became housewise only in houses. It now becomes marital money, and I can't get my down payment back if we separate. So, gotcha. Yeah. And also, you said that uh, that that alienation of affection is an outdated 
law. And you mentioned that it's because it treats a spouse like property. Are there any other things that feel outdated about it other than obviously that's very outdated principle? I just think in principle, it's 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 awful. It's archaic. I just think that I mean, I understand that, you know, being cheated on is hard, but and you want some sort of, but honestly, it's an it's, emotional journey that yeah, you have to go through. It's not going to get, it's not going to make you whole. No, and it's expensive. expensive. And um, it just heats things up in a horrible way to help people get through the divorce. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's just not good. It sounds and, like the way you're describing it, alienation of infection probably happens very, very rarely. Like somebody with sneaky intent is like, I'm going to bust up this marriage. <laughs> oh, I, well, I mean, well, it I, does happen. I, I mean, technically, you know. I mean, went through my paralegal program. <laughs> So they said that so technically, like whatever, it could also be a mother-in-law or business could come in. I mean, you can see that them two companies and mother-in-laws come in. And oh, wow. You just ha- it's not about having- like, <laughs> it's not about having sex. It's about coming in and insinuating yourself within that relationship. Has a dog ever been sued for alienation? <laughs> yeah, you'd have a hard time like recovering all that. <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen comments on Facebook about dogs in custody as well and elizabeth are dogs in custody a thing no matter how bad we want them to be but legally are they absolutely but is there statute around dogs in a custody agreement yes it's a it's person dogs are personal property i put dogs in separation agreements all the time right but that's personal property but not a custody like a child there's no No, custody but it's still we put in visit i mean but under those provisions you put in you can put in visitation. They can have some. You can put in the same provisions for a dog as you can for custody. We just don't call it custody. Yeah, but that's why you should get a prenup because then you can do all that when you're in a good mood and you don't hate that's each right, other. That's yeah. right. That's right. Or you can just go adopt one of the thousands of other loving dogs. Yeah, don't put the dog, don't put the dog in the middle of all this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I imagine a dog is sitting on the stand in court. Like. Yeah, so there, there, there's a lot there. There's a um, lot. And the last one I want to say is, I need to separate from my husband for many reasons. The house is in both our names. How do I separate a friend to run roof? He's threatened he will not pay child support. What's the answer, Jen? Because he say? will have to pay the mortgage. And their response is, you can be separated and living in the same dwelling. I learned that when I went through the process. You learned wrong. I, 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 I want to see your separation agreement. I want to see your court file because that is absolutely not true. Well, he lived in the East Wing and she lived in well, the now, West there Wing. Well, now, there is some law that says, like, if you're in a house and there's a separate entrance to a fully furnished basement. and you, Like a separate address. address. Yeah, like a separate entrance. Then that may be considered that. But y'all just can't be sleeping in two separate bedrooms to be separated. That's, yeah. that's not how you're legally separated. Yeah. No. Yeah. I love whenever people call and like, when we ask them, well, are you currently separated? Well... I've been sleeping in the basement and they've been sleeping, you know, in the other bedroom. I'm like, all right, cool. So no. Um, answer would be no. Yeah. So, and there are a plethora of these. These are just examples. Those are all the examples that I have. But we see it's stuff me. on Facebook all the time and it just makes me cringe. And my heart goes out to these people. Honestly, they're asking these questions because they're real people going through these real problems and wanting. And whenever you're going through stuff like this, you want your answer so quickly because you're just in right. a spiral of uncertainty and fear and hurt. And you want those answers. Facebook is not the place to get them. It's not. I mean, it's a. if you want to go out there and say, hey, I'm going through this, I'm hurting, you know, here's my experience. That's fine. That's not legal advice. That's like looking for your cohorts or your, you know, your tribe to say who else is going through this and who can help me. That's different. But I really, really implore people to take it with a grain of salt and talk to an attorney. It doesn't have to be me. It doesn't yeah. have to be New Direction. But truly pick up the phone and get a consultation somewhere. It, 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 
it, it will benefit you tremendously. And it's, you know, other factors of like, where is the case located? That's right. Where are you versus where are the kids? Right. Because like even it, the statutes are the same, but every county interprets them differently. That makes a really big, that's a very good point. It makes a really big difference. Yeah. And I, go on Facebook and ask for a recommendation for yeah, an attorney. Absolutely. You'll get all kinds of responses Sponsor there as there. well. <laughs> you know, and I think that's fair. Yeah. People, people are very honest. Yes, they are. <laughs> And they should be. I yeah. agree. You know, and not everybody likes me for sure, but you know, and that's fine. I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but you know, at least tr- with people, well, I would say, why don't you ask people you know and trust if they know someone that might be the better way to do that? Yeah. And there's, you know, Google reviews. Those always help. Absolutely. Lord knows I look at reviews for anything I buy or anything I go and do. Yeah. And you, you said something on a previous podcast that has just stuck with me. We were talking about, I think it was our FA, one of our FAQ episodes. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about, the DIY legal services, you know, and you were like, it just baffles me because why would you leave the most important things in your life, your children, your finances, your property, mm-hmm. you know, at the hands of a template that is not specific to your situation? And why would you also leave it in the hands of Facebookers? Because that's what we, I mean, I just think that's society nowadays for the most part. Yeah. But I, mean, I'm not, I digress. Yeah. I, I don't, fault these folks for no. wanting to get answers to their questions by any means and especially where maybe financial resources are limited right, right we're hoping to get some answers but i just we can't caution you enough because just they can be oftentimes be the wrong answers right so just be careful yeah That's all we can say yeah. right be wary on facebook that's right and ain't that, ain't <laughs> thanks for listening don't forget to leave us a review you can visit us at newdirectionfamilylaw.com You can also follow us on Instagram at the exit strategy underscore podcast or email us at exit strategy at newdirectionfamilylaw.com. We'll be back next time with more no bullshit content about life, divorce, parenting, relationships, and everything in between.